Hey guys, it's your girl Dinola Ndashi Jameson and you are listening to the Conversations with Purposed Women. This podcast is all about empowering women to thrive in their work with Jesus, motivation and accountability. We talk all things from celibacy, singleness, marriage, finances and purpose. I'm here to make sure that you are inspired, equipped and empowered to pursue God's mission. I invite you on this journey with me. Let's go after everything we've got together. Welcome back into studio. I'm so excited to be back for our seventh episode. Um, um, with I trust you guys enjoyed the previous episode and, and the, your feedback has been amazing. Thank you so much for sending in your reviews. I'm really excited for what God is doing through this platform. Um, I have a lovely sister in Christ in studio with me. Her name is Deloris Spem Kondo. She's a teacher of God's word. She's passionate about encouraging the body of Christ to grow and reach maturity. She and her husband are led pastors of a newly planted church, Faith Church in South Africa, Poch of Strum. On the side, side, she writes Bible study devotionals for her community called Engrafted to empower women in their faith walk. She's married to an amazing man and they have been blessed with a son. Delary is also the founder of Scripture Lounge, Stories of Servitude, a Christian blogging platform that inspires women. She's also a, a contributor for a Christian platform called Woman of Reference, a platform for Christian women from diverse races, cultures, and generations where women are encouraged and supported and strengthened in the Lord. Wow, my sister, what a beautiful, beautiful uh, foundation you've built in your community. Welcome into studio. Thank you so much for having me, Ndeshi. It's all for God's glory. Hey, um, I take no credit. Um, it's his doing. Amen. Amen. <laughs> um, so um, you, I know we've we've connected through writing, and um, mm. it's it's amazing how you're hosting platforms to minister to women through writing. Um, and um, you are actually a purposeful writer yourself and facilitate blog writing for women through your ministry. Yes. How did you know it was your ministry and how did you become secure in knowing it was, your, it was a calling? So I'll be honest, Ndeshi, I, I didn't know for quite some time that it was a calling. For me, it was just a hobby. I mean, I remember I would journal a lot when I was growing up. I would take my journals and just write prayers, letters to Jesus. I didn't know that God was actually birthing something in me. And so I remember just writing uh, letters to God. At at some point, actually, I thought I wanted to be a filmmaker. I enjoyed (laughs) writing stories. (laughs) I enjoyed writing stories and storytelling. And um, but yeah, God was actually preparing me to to be a scribe <laughs> for His kingdom. Wow. So and yeah, and how do I become secure in it? It's just you know, as long as I know that God has called me to do this thing, then mm-hmm. I know I'm walking in obedience, and already that's I'm secure. You know. Yes. I don't feel pressure to compare myself to other writers. I mean, there are other gifted writers that you know I follow. And um, I remember telling God, God, oh, my goodness, God, I'm not a good writer. I've read people's work and I am (laughs) strict uh, behind, you know. And I remember God (laughs) just telling me that I have given you a message. It doesn't matter if the message comes across as if it's been written by an eight-year-old or by an 80-year-old. As long as you share my message, you have done my will. And so... When, I, when God told me that, I said, okay, God, I'm going to share the message that you have given me. So I, I am actually, you know, um, improving, but I'm not too technical as long as I get the message out there, you know? <laughs> yeah, because it gets tricky along the way. You start comparing yourself and then um, you actually uh, distract what God has put inside of you. Yeah. 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 Wow. No, I can I can definitely relate. And um I don't know, maybe it's a thing with being a writer, right? With being a scribe. Yes. Yeah. There's just this thing of whenever you read someone else's work, what they've written, you know, you start comparing like Lord, no, mine doesn't sound that good. I think I should I should exactly. start again. <laughs> hey, and um, you wanna take all the English 
dictionaries, eh? You know, just to get your vocabulary in order. words. Exactly. So, no, that's amazing to see um, how God has really just been raising you up in the mundane and mm. how he is literally, um, you know, using you, telling you, I want the raw you, you know, mm. and I love how God qualifies the, 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 the unqualified. Um, that's so true. And and we often, like Moses, we bring up all our excuses and like, no, Lord, I still need to do this. I still need to do that. Let me just polish it a bit, you know, because I, I need to qualify to make sure that I'm, I'm it, it's going to like boom for your kingdom and it's going to, it's going to mm-hmm. echo, right? Um, that's so true. Yeah, that's no, so- that's beautiful. That's, that's so beautiful. Um, I, I can relate myself. For me, it also just started with journal writing, you know. Um, I, I never mm. thought I'd be a writer one day. For me, it was just letters to God, and then the journals would fill yes. up and fill up. <laughs> yes. Um, so um, yeah, um, that's... I, I, I'm about to shoot you another question. You know, um, you are you are a daughter, a wife, a mother, and a kingdom mother. Um, can you share a little with us on your transition from singleness into stepping into being a pastor's wife? Leading a ministry together along with your along with planting churches. Wow. Mm. <laughs> so okay, so Ndechi, just to give you a little background, I've always been um, you know, I've been always serving in, in the church. Or maybe should I say serving the Lord? And yeah. when I was about 14 years old, I had a very radical visitation from God. Mm. So um whether I'm married or not, I know that I was still going to be serving God. I know I'm still going in the field and serving God, whether I had a husband or not. Mm. I was really on the road um, to serve God. So when I got married to my husband, I was already serving in ministry at some capacity. Um, mm-hmm. So when I got married to him, his world was not so unfamiliar. I don't know if I make sense. So the only difference was now that I I was married to him and I was submitting (laughs) under him. (laughs) Yeah, I was submitting under him and he had to share his vision to me. Wow. Um, And I had to also embrace his vision and say, God, help me to understand what you want to accomplish through my husband's life. Um, There's a tendency when you're married to a pastor, there's a tendency to say that, He's called and I'm not called, but actually you're, you're one now. You're both yeah. called. So his vision is my vision, but also my husband understood that I've also got a calling on my life. So he he gave me room. He gives me room to grow in that which God has, uh, you know, laid aside for me. And um, yeah, so yeah, it's it's been it's been like that. We've been together um working by faith <laughs> and um like you said we were actually pastoring a church in the south of Johannesburg and God told us to <laughs> to move and that was a bit scary for us because we had been doing that now for like five years we've been pastoring the church there but God was calling us to move and mm-hmm. it was daunting uh, for the both of us I think maybe for my husband more because he thought that his life was going to be there forever. But God was calling us just like he called Abraham and Sarah to go out. <laughs> and um, yeah, and by faith, we we stepped out. It didn't make sense at all. Um, we were even afraid to tell our family and um, associates about uh, what was God was doing in our lives. But anyway, we followed God's voice and we closed the church there. And we, um, the people that were there, we actually got them connected to other church communities so that they also still have places where they still fellowship in. And to tell you, Ndeshi, we went to Portestrum and God has been doing amazing work there. Uh, just uh, a week ago, we did a crusade and there were lives that uh, were worn into the kingdom of God. And, you know, I think it was a learning curve for me and probably my husband that God 
is always on the move. God is always at work. And sometimes as believers, we we go into a comfort zone and mm -hmm. um, we actually become so familiar with the things of God, you know, mm -hmm. our Sunday services. and um, But God longs for us to have that real relationship, you know, um, with him. But also for us to experience the power of God. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I thought I knew the power of God, hey. But <laughs> over the past two weeks, I, I am so refreshed. I'm like a child. I'm so in awe. Like every morning I wake up, I'm now like, God, the work that you did, the souls that came to you. I was very skeptical, Hendeshi, of the of the crusade. <laughs> and I thought, oh God, who's gonna come to this crusade? People are people are not interested. We live in a generation yeah. that doesn't like church anymore. That's the honest truth. Mm. Mm. People don't want church. They want church online. <laughs> um, wow. And there's nothing wrong with that, but um, there's so much power when we fellowship um, together. And mm. um, so, so, yeah, over the past week, I saw God moving in such an amazing way. I saw his power like I've never seen before. And so, yes, God called us to start a church in Portchestroom. And um, it has not been easy to tell you the truth. Anytime you start something from scratch, it's very difficult. You know, your hands are dirty. The foundation stage is really hard. There's yeah. a lot of prayer and uh, seeking God's face. And also there's a lot of opposition. If you're uh, as spiritual as me, I know you are very spiritual. You know, you can sense the opposition in the atmosphere. You can sense the tension and the text that comes sometimes, but God is faithful, hey? Um, he's so faithful. So yeah, we've, we're seeing um, the church starting to bloom there. <laughs> we're seeing, uh, you know, something green coming out of the soil and um, we're trusting God that he will give us the grace to shepherd his people um, with love, with all truth and with deep rever reverence um, for him. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm yeah. I'm so I'm so moved. <laughs> uh I'm so moved and encouraged like like I know it's 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 no child's play to plant churches, right? And I mean no. just hearing your story of your transition I I think what I love what you said is um you were not shocked the fact that you got married to a pastor. I mean you were brought no. up um <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. you were actually groomed you were you were groomed for it um, that's true mm, yeah, that's it's, true it's like it's like the lord knew i'm grooming you to be a helper to someone that will have to carry out my assignment on this earth that's so true. and and um, and you know, she, i you know i prayed a prayer you know you should be careful what you pray for <laughs> i god god will blow your bun i actually remember praying to god god Please don't make me marry a pastor. Give me a businessman. You know? <laughs> and yeah, God gave me a pastor as a husband. <laughs> and um, so, but I actually knew in my heart, God showed me one time that I was going to marry a pastor, but I actually even forgot that word he gave me. And, um, but yeah, I just didn't know, you know, at what level, at what uh, stage, you know, so... But yeah, he was a pastor already when I when I married him. I thought maybe I would get married and then he would also my husband, my businessman husband would transition into full-time ministry <laughs> later on. But um but no, um yeah, but just the fact that I know that it was God's will, it 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 even comforts me today, you know, when we have those hard moments. Um, I always remind myself, but oh, but this is what God showed me um, in his will. Sometimes, even when we're in God's will, things are hard still. And, you know, the enemy will say, uh, your life is hard because you're not in God's will. But in fact, sometimes when you are working in purpose and you are working in God's will, you will actually face a lot of challenges. Yes, yes yeah. definitely. You know yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, it's it's beautiful to see, you know, how you just 
you were already so aware. You, Lord, I know I've, I've, I've been groomed for this. And I love how you just willingly walked into what God had for you. There was no resistance towards that. And I also loved how I think you, you, could, you could actually uh, um, identify this is what you are calling me into, Lord. And I am just open-heartedly, I'm working in it. And um, I think that that is the first step in embracing God's God's will and God's purpose. And um, it's it's so encouraging just to hear how you know um, your husband was also aware that you have a purpose. And as much as you are mm-hmm. a helper, you you also have your own ministry, like that you're serving in terms of with the writing and mm. all the other different uh, communities. Um, you know. Um, so tell me something. How does it feel to be a young <laughs> first lady <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I, I like saying i'm the first and last lady yeah. wow um, um sure Nishi, it's um yeah it's humbling okay mm-hmm. but also there's so much pressure and most of the imagine. times i'll be on yeah, a lot of the times it's actually self-inflicted, if I if I if I may actually put it like that, because um, when we watch TV, okay, when we watch Christian television, there are different versions of um, first ladies. Yeah. and um, I had to actually see myself through God's eyes accept the things or the anointing that God has graced me with. You know, to be authentic, to be real, and not to try to be um, like maybe um, Sarah Jakes, for instance. Um, yeah. You know, just what I'm just giving an example. Um, just to say, God, who have you called me to be? But also, God the people that were leading, who do they need me to be? Yeah. What I'm um, the house, what do my children need? And what do you want me to give to my children? So, but also it needs you to, to be full of love, Hendeshi. You need to love people. You need mm. to love them to the bone. That is always my prayer. God help me to just love your people. Um and not only that, but you need to be sensitive to uh, just to the spirit of God. You know, as as a pastor's wife, I'll be in a, in a room and, um, you know, God will show me things that people are going through. And I'm supposed to actually reach out to the people, whether it's praying for them or sending them a message or visiting them to just say, hi, how are you doing? I'm just checking up on you. And also to know that my husband also needs me to be there, not to be dead weight. <laughs> Sometimes we're dead weight. Yeah. But he, I need to be alive. I need to be praying with and praying for him. And so I think in the past I had put pressure on myself because I was still trying to discover what what am I actually called to do as a pastor's wife. And there are a lot of encouragements out there and what I think that we should do is that we should just take what can work for us you know each situation is different you know Mm. but most importantly ask God God what am I supposed to be doing here and so when when God actually showed me what I'm supposed to be doing in my husband's life as a pastor's wife you know I embraced that and it made me walk in confidence you know, I was secure. I'm not intimidated by um, <laughs> by church members. I, I respect everyone and I love everyone, but I, I know my place that God has called me to be a shepherd along with my husband. So, yeah, it's not easy, but there is so much grace that God gives to us. Wow. Girl? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> You should really, I think, you know what, one thing that I'm going to learn, seeing people in their different graces and even 
how I flourish in what I do, you know. Not mm-hmm. anyone can do what you are called to do. And and I love how you just put it. You actually put it like there's a lot of pressure, but you you needed to grow into who God has called Delary yes. to be for for as as a helper to your husband, as a wife, and then also as as a as a as a first lady of the church, but also at the same time where you strip off people's opinions and expectations mm-hmm. and, and allow God to like just like there's a Sarah Jakes Roberts, you know, allow <laughs> God to like just yes. bring out the gold in Delary, who she is and and just your substance, you know. And and for you to just be you, you know, not for you to be able to imitate anyone else or in the way they do their things, but for you to imitate Christ and for mm-hmm. him to just um, release his stature, his wisdom and his love and his comfort through you in the way that you are supposed True. to like just... Uh, um, um, ex, 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 how should I put it? Like, just exclaim it to other people or just like mm. release it to other people. He wanted you to just be you. That's so true. <laughs> but also, Neshi, just to say, when you have a husband who also gives you room to actually do that, it's easier. Wow. Yeah. You know, I sometimes I've, I've had um, women who feel like they're not there yet because um, maybe their husbands have not fully embraced who they're supposed to be, but that's, that's, that's for another discussion. <laughs> <laughs> that's for another show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I love that you said it, it's, it's, it's easier because he, he makes room for that, but I think um, <laughs> it's because his identity is embedded in Christ and that is what makes it easier. That's so true. Um, wow, my sis. But I, I commend you on the role that you're playing and um, how you're just really, um, really... shepherding the people of God together um, with everything within you. Like, you fully abandoned yourselves for the kingdom. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really for God's glory, Hindishi. It's not always easy. It hasn't been easy. But I think for the past two years or so, like, for instance, God has just really worked in my heart in terms of purpose, especially during the lockdowns, where yeah. a lot of people, you know, transitioned to glory. I lost uh, family members, friends, and just the reality of eternity became real to me. Hey? It went to an, a deeper level. And, uh, you know, purpose became... Um, more important to me than any other times. So when I'm in God's will and whatever I'm doing is contributing to eternity, then I'm all for it. Wow. Yeah. Right. That That is like, I think we, we all have had that because I remember that also made me like really run harder um, for, mm. because you, you can, I've lost a cousin as well last year who was just 30 yes. years old. And I think sure. we we can we can have that notion of I'm still young. I have my whole life ahead of ahead of me. But what if tomorrow? And have you have you done so far what he has like led you to do? Have you mm. really committed yourself and put your hands fully to the plow? Mm. That's powerful. Yeah, I know what's, <laughs> what I'm gonna ask next. <laughs> um, you you gave up your career for your calling and purpose, girl. How did you feel about doing that? Was your family supportive with that radical decision? Um, Deshi, that was not actually very voluntary. Wow. <laughs> so I was impacted by a retrenchment uh, that took about three years ago. And in that moment, you know, I thought that that time was a, a time of shaking but actually, it was a time that God used to um, birth in me ingredients for ministry. You know, this was now before church planting. And um, so my job ended. And I remember I was so depressed. And I was like, God, what, what's going to happen now? So the turn of, of events really made me seek God. You know, I thought I was going to be in corporate for a while, forever. I knew I was also called to be in ministry, but 
I didn't really know how God wanted to do it. And um, so this is how God wanted to do it. He wanted me to be in full-time ministry. There are other things that, you know, my husband and I are working on, but if it was traditional type of setup, you know, me going to work from nine to five, there are things that I wouldn't be able to do, you know. There are things that I would not be able to achieve. So I think God actually closed that door. It's hard for me to even say today because <laughs> I cringe when I say it. I'm like, God, you closed that door. <laughs> I, was going there. I was going up the ladder, you know. But um, like I said, Hendeshi, in that season, though it was devastating, but since my my hearing got so clearer, my you know I could hear God's voice, um so clearly, and my appetite for the things of God grew like never before, you know it's like God was just stirring the wells inside of my heart, you know inside of my belly, and so. You know my my yes to God became easier. You know. It was a hard time, but um, I just wanted to stress that it was not easy to, you know, um, close the door, especially with the corporate door. But yeah. um, like God really worked in my heart. I He really showed me things that he wants to accomplish through my life. And I remember when I asked God, but God, what are you doing? I don't understand what you're doing. He kept on saying, you don't know what I see in the future. <laughs> and, um it's so hard. It's like just resting me. I'm like, no, I don't want to rest. I just want a job. I want to go. I want to drive in the morning. I want to go to work, come back like everyone else. <laughs> Not want to be normal, Hendeshi. <laughs> I want to be normal. But um, yeah, when God connects his heart to yours, some things don't matter a lot anymore. Some things don't seem so much important. Wow. Yeah, so, but my family, hey, um, they've been very supportive. Like I told you that when I was about 14 years old, I just had a radical encounter with God. And from from that age, they could see already that God has a plan for my life. They just didn't know how God wanted to use me. So even when they see some of the things happening today, they always remind me, but do you remember that God, you know, called you to serve him? He called you to serve in his kingdom. So they were always like, you know, I'm thinking coming to them, they're going to feel sorry for me, but they're like, yeah, I know maybe God is doing his work now. He's steadying you, he's aligning you. But um, mm -hmm. so, yeah, they're quite, um, they're always encouraging me, praying for me. They um, they actually don't question God's doing. Wow. I'm the one who questions God now and then, but they, they, they just see God at work. They believe it's just the unfolding. And um, yeah, they've been such a great uh, encouragement to me and my husband. Wow. Mm. Wow, girl. Wow. <laughs> what a powerful testimony. I think yeah. it's, it's natural to always have the how. You know, I think it's, it's, it's not always, <laughs> it's not easy to be obedient, but in being obedient, we, we all want to know yes. how. So true. You know, and, and um, just hearing what you're sharing, I think, had had God not allowed you to be on that retrenchment list, I don't think you would have voluntarily exited uh, the corporate. <laughs> um, I don't think so, too. <laughs> yeah, so he, he has his way, this way of really wrecking our own plans, you know. Mm. And I think you, you probably yeah. even figured, Lord, let me just walk up the ladder until, you know, five more years and then, yeah, yes. we'll and do this. Yes. <laughs> And but when he abruptly just really intervenes and he like pulls you out of your comfort zone, your routine, and everything mm. else, I think that pushes us even more closer to him to depend on him. That's so true, absolutely. Yeah, because, yeah, because now it's unfamiliar territory. Mm. <laughs> Wow, but I, I'm so inspired and encouraged so just inspired. to hear how you yielded and how it takes submission. It takes submitting to God's purpose. 
Um, you can, you can, you can, you can say with your mouth that you're praising God, but your actions and how you live and mm. how you fully submit because it's a heart issue. You can, you can live like, okay, I'm, I'm doing ministry, but when your heart is not embedded into it, it's, it's like you've hardened your heart towards what God wants Absolutely. to impact. And you know, Ndeshi, God says that his, his thoughts are not our thoughts. And his yeah. thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And you know, he says, I've got plans for you. And there's another version that says that I've made declarations over you. And I just love that, that God has actually made declarations over my life. And all I need to do is surrender and trust him. And um, the, a life of surrender is is hard. And I th- you know that I've, I've read and followed you for a while now. <laughs> stories. And so surrendering is hard, but in surrendering, there is so much life peace growth for us you know there is safekeeping that we also go through there there's you know god keeps us in our surrender and um you know so a life of surrendering is yeah is the christian life (laughs) amen i i I remember when he would start doing things and abrupt me out of my routine and start doing things in my life because I think I, I what you said one should be careful about how you pray right uh, because I remember telling him two years ago I was like Lord in worship I was like this this sentence became my declaration and my proclamation and I kept saying Lord help me not to hold tight onto anything more than I hold tight onto you you know and suddenly every Suddenly, everything else was exposed that I was holding tight. Oh my goodness! Onto, uh, that sounds I, like God. <laughs> and and then I was like, Lord, I'm like, what are you doing, Lord? What what's going on? What are you doing? And there would just be that reminder: you prayed, you asked me, and I'm stripping you. Mm. You know, I'm stripping you, I'm perching you, so that you can hold more tight onto who I am. And not on the things of this world, but hold tight onto me. Yeah, so it's it's continuous, and he's still pulling so much under my under my feet, uh, under out my feet, um, to just keep me realigned. And and I and I believe, you know, Delary, that um, like just like the Word of God says that he 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 makes all things work together for our good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time. I I heard someone recently say on, in a sermon that um, God it, God's purpose is not for us to be wealthy, just be wealthy on earth, but it's it's to make us more into His image, into the image of His Son. Mm. It's it's for us to have Christ formed, you know, in us. In us, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think there's this notion of soft life, you know, and it can make you re- really resentful. You can uh, because... say that again. <laughs> Because it can make you seem like, Lord, I'm just going through the furnace out here. I'm supposed to live a good life. I'm serving you. Yes. I'm, I'm I'm offering. I'm giving. You know. I get and, you. I get. Yeah. So I think for me, I'm I'm going to learn that this work is not a life of convenience because Christ didn't have that. Yes, definitely. Mm. Yeah. So wow, wow. Um. So um. You, you, you are a mother, you know, you have a son. Um, can you share a bit of like your transition into motherhood? Um, how, how did that transition allow you to balance your role as a wife and also being in full-time <laughs> ministry with a demanding um, ministry, like to be hands-on? You also need to be there for the community, right? Um, and then you need to be a wife and then a mother. How do you balance that out? Sure, and she, yeah, but uh, motherhood is a gift and it's a joy. Um, but a lot of times when people mention the word balance, hey, we think perfection, you know. <laughs> when when people mention the word balance, I think, oh goodness, um, <laughs> you know, we think perfection. But um, it's really important that when you, because I was a first time mom, I've only got one son. Um, one child but uh, when you become a mom you you need so much help mm-hmm. um you need a, a community you need a support structure and um to tell you the truth and she today you're you're running on 80 percent tomorrow you're running on 65 percent the other day you're at 100 maybe and 
the other days you are like at 25%. It's to remember that you are a human being and you need to make time for everything, you know. So for instance, if if I am at 25%, I need to be honest with myself that, you know, let me tell my husband, I'm not okay today. I need help. Can we maybe take my son to his grandparents? I need some time out. We live in a day and age where people avoid resting, you know, they avoid taking some time out. And for someone who is in my position, resting is very important. Yes. Um, when yes. I'm not when I'm not 100% myself, sometimes it's also because my relationship with God <laughs> is not being fueled. Uh, sometimes I need some time out. I need to spend some time with God. I know my husband knows me very well. If I am shouting at everyone and, <laughs> you know, banging doors, I don't bank those, but you know, when I'm not myself, <laughs> he will be like, whoa, uh, are you okay? Have you spent time with the Lord? <laughs> you know, we're not perfect because when you, when you get married, your weaknesses become amplified. Wow. Your weaknesses become largely amplified. So yeah, it's important that you, you're honest with yourself when you feel you are just running on um, empty you should not keep on going. Um, and also what we've also learned over that I've learned is that there's a lot of pastor's wife that do not speak, that do not share their struggles, but you need to have a place where you can have a sister who can give you a hug, where you can share your heart, you know, um, and be transparent about some of the things that you are feeling in, in the moment. And so... Um, yeah, I, I I don't think there's like a balance here in Deshi. There's always like a pull, but you need to be you need to be aware of how much you should give in in that at that time. So for instance, my life is, you know, it's church, um, and then there's um family, and then there's my my stuff that I do, you know. I know that I need to make time for my writing. And sometimes I have time where I'm not writing. I put away my laptop. I put away my books. And I just spend time with my family. You know, I make time for everything. Yeah. And um, yeah. But most importantly, I make time for God. Because when, when, that, when that is not sorted, everything else just falls out of place. That's true. I, need to, I need to make sure that my time with God is always you know, secured, it's always booked. I'm spending time with God. I'm reading the, the word, I'm praying. And because that's where my strength comes from. That's where my strength, my family comes from. That's where my strength to serve the body of Christ comes from. That's where my strength for the writing comes from. And so, yeah, but it also needs a lot of wisdom because even as all of this is happening, you know, life happens. And um, things that you didn't prepare for happens. Um, but um, you need to just ask God to give you wisdom. And also, it's important that you have a community. I think my my prayer just the past year or so was, God, give me a community where I can have women, who I can have heart-to-heart -heart conversations with, you know. Because um, conversations, conversations help us a lot. They bring a lot of awareness, a lot of growth. And um, most importantly, they help us to see that we are not alone. Yeah. I'm not alone. So, yeah, I hope that answers some of your questions you asked. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. I just love how you mentioned it. You know, once you get God, spending time with God in priority, the rest, everything else flows. Yes. Yeah. Then you have wisdom on how to transition with, you know, being a mother, being a wife. And then you have, uh, you have, you can pour from your cup, you know, into the community, mm. you know, to pray and also to share your heart with vulnerability. Um, and, and I love how you mentioned that life can sometimes happen. Yes, it does. And I think it's in that happening that you also mm. need to do some introspection and say, hey, 
let me just trace my steps back and just get myself into rhythm. Because um, one thing that you just mentioned now is you prayed for a community. That is a support system is very important mm -hmm. um, because you will not always have the fuel to constantly run in everything God has ordained you to do, uh, be it to cook, be it to be there for <laughs> your son or his sick, you know. Yeah. Um, so one has to have like that support structure, support system that you can fall back on. And people who will really give you grace, extend that grace and understand that, hey, you are not a lazy wife or a mother. You are not sloppy. You know, you just need that. Cut some, just cut me some slack, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. So, no, that's beautiful, my sis. I love how you really, you make sure that you, you, you get, you put God as priority. God has to be number one at all times. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Amen. So, um, and then is there anything else perhaps that you want to just share with like single women who are on who are sitting on the other fence of desiring, looking at your life, you know, I know people, a lot of young ladies nowadays, you know, they have this thing of just idolizing the idea of marriage, you know, and just like bypassing the season that God has like really entrusted you with. So um, is there anything else on your heart that you just want to share with single women who are just sitting on the other fence of desiring marriage, as well as women who are in ministry and who are married to like a pastor or a man of God, you know, just, just a bit of insight. What, what would you tell them? Okay. So I was once single, very single. <laughs> there was a time I was very, very single. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was also making prayers. I was sitting on the other side of the fence too. And, um, but I, I think uh, my first advice would be God should be number one. God should be our priority. We should not idolize marriage um, because your singleness is only there for a while. And when you get married, you're married for, you know, forever. A lifetime. <laughs> for a lifetime, my sister. So you need to be, you need to be very um, intentional about this season. There are things that I can't do now that I'm married, <laughs> you know, that when I look back, I'm like, oh, if I was still single, I would be doing this and that. But now I've got a family, you know, that I need to look after yeah. that God has given me. And so if you're single, be intentional about your everyday um, and just love God, serve God. That's what I did. Serve God, you know, when your husband come, when your husband comes, let him find you serving God. Let him find you walking in purpose already, okay? Marriage doesn't give you purpose. You you were born with a purpose, you know. When God, on, when God thought of you, you already had a purpose. You have a purpose, you know. My purpose is bigger than marriage, you Amen. know. Um, don't limit your life to the thought of marriage. I know I know the pressure that you're feeling. Trust me, I know I would say um, family will put pressure on you. Friends will put pressure on you at some point. You yourself will put pressure on yourself, you know. And um, But your life has you know, a purpose and you need to know that purpose even before you get married, actually, because it becomes really hard when you're married and you're still struggling in your identity and who God has called you to be. So know your purpose, okay, and serve God. Amen. And serve God wholeheartedly and trust him that he will bring a man that will match with what God has already laid in your heart or what God wants you to do still for him in the future. So, yeah, and also to the married <laughs> First ladies to the pastor's wives, I think my advice would be for them to pray for their husbands. Um, we must remember that we walk by faith and not by sight. And also that um, when we decide to serve God, uh, there's already a war that is raging against us. So we really need to pray and to um, prioritize, you know, our relationship with God. 
when my strength is weak, my husband, you know, helps me. His faith is strong. And when his faith is weak, I'm there. My faith is strong. You know, we should also be spiritual and make time to seek God's face, to cry out to him. And also we should pray that we are one mind and one heart with our husbands. Okay. Sometimes we don't see eye to eye and that will happen <laughs> Times, hey. yeah. Uh, we, I'm seeing white. He's seeing gray. You know, but for us to move forward, we need to work in agreement. Amen. You need to pray that God will give you that spirit of unity, that you will walk hand in hand, that you will serve side by side, and then you know, if you guys are having, you know, differences, pray about it. You know, there are times where I'm like, God, this man you've given me. <laughs> He thinks this is a good idea, but God, I don't think it's a very good idea. <laughs> um, and I'll be like, oh, daddy, please just, can you just do a miracle? Please change his mind. Please, God. After a long time of having these conversations and discussions, and, um, you know, God will come through for his daughter. <laughs> Amen. And then, you know, my husband will be like, hey, babe, actually, you know what I thought? Maybe we should actually try it your way. <laughs> you know. Oh, God. <laughs> but um, what I want to say is speak to your father you know um, if there are things you know in nature sometimes pastors wives go through things that they, they're even afraid to talk about um, my prayer is that you find yourself a community that really mm-hmm. loves people that will take care and will cover your weaknesses and not um, you know, expose you um, when I say exposed, they won't, um, you know, make you feel shame and, um, you know, yeah, or condemnate. Use, use, use what you shared against you. Exactly, exactly, sis. So you need that community that is, you know, mature and healthy. You know that, um, you know, you'll be given counsel that is godly and biblical. And most importantly, hey, and she. Um, I pray that pastors' wives will be able to hear God, you know, the seasons where you need to also hear God. You need to hear God. It's not just the men that should be hearing God. Um, There are times where my husband will share something with me and, you know, I'll say to him, "Um, I'll think about it. Let me just pray about it. And I'll just go to God and say, God, this is the matter. What, What do we do? what my husband is thinking along these lines, what is your heart behind all of this? You know, we should be women that can also hear from God and seek out God's purposes and will for our lives. So, yeah, that is, that is my, um, my, my uh, five cents <laughs> to, <laughs> to the women out there, to the women of God. God has anointed you. God has graced you for this season. It is not a mistake that you married the men of God. Um, Don't feel intimidated um, by our fellow brothers and sisters. Uh, Walk in authenticity. Walk in the fear of the Lord. Um, You know, love people. And most importantly, serve them. Because Jesus says that the greatest is the one who serves I know there's a temptation for us to want to be served, um, but please, please, please always serve people, you know. Um, yeah, don't get so comfortable. I know, especially in Deshi, in our, if you're a pastor's wife, in our black culture, <laughs> there's, a tendency, there's a tendency for people to just serve us and we forget to serve people. Yeah. And I know it's probably a, a cultural mindset uh, but biblically, we're supposed to be serving and, you know, we're supposed to be washing people's feet. That's yeah. how Jesus did it. And we're yeah. supposed to do it just like he did it. Wow. Amen, yeah. my sis. Thank you so much. Um, I, I love that you that you emphasized on the fact that, you know, you have a purpose before you are married and that so many women and that, yeah, they would they should just make use of the season that they have um, and not idolize the idea of, of the next season. Mm. Um, because a lot of women, 
I, I deal with a lot of women who reach out to me as well, you know, just open up and speak mm. to me. And I, they have this, this notion of, I think it's also a cultural so, society mm. pressure thing where mm. at a certain mm. age you have to be married, you have to have kids. And for me, I come out of that and I, and I love what God did. You know, I didn't think I have a purpose, you know, and, and really I've come to see through experience and, and, and finding my purpose that, it comes, there's so much fulfillment in doing what you are called to do. And, mm. and, and once marriage comes, it, 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 my, my mindset was not this way five years ago, but in transitioning into my purpose is that this mm-hmm. man just comes, he just needs to come along to complement you in purpose. And I believe um, marriage is God's institution. It should be for his glory, his purpose. Just like you and your husband, yeah. you are actually serving the kingdom. <laughs> yes. That's true. Yeah, so I, I I appreciate you. Thank you so much for your time, my sis. Thank you so Thank much you. for for buying the time out just to be on air with me and just to share your heart. Um, uh, I am so encouraged by your testimony and your story and just where you are in life and how abandoned you are fully submitted to God's will and purpose, you know, in the midst of discomfort and having to relocate to plant churches and <laughs> having to start all over again. Like you said, the foundation is always not easy, but you know what? There's, there's a great reward in heaven for what mm-hmm. you guys are doing. And I'm reminded of the scripture that says, do not build, do not build, uh, um, um, houses on earth uh, for yourselves, but build them mm-hmm. in heaven. You know, so basically what you guys are busy doing, you building your houses in heaven with being fully abandoned to put your hands to the plow. And it is so commendable and continue to do it with intentionality. And yeah, um, yeah I'm I'm also just going to keep you guys in my prayers for all the assignments that's, that you're really busy transitioning through. And yeah, so I'm I'm really, really um, so thankful. Um, thank you so much, Delary. Thank you so much, Ndeshi. Thank you for trusting me. <laughs> thank you so much for giving me the chance to just share my heart with uh, the women of God out there listening. And I pray that, you know, most importantly, that they'll just have a desire to grow closer and closer to Jesus. Trust you are all encouraged by Delary's um, just her transparency and authenticity in um, her story. Um, so thank you so much for listening in. Um, kindly leave us a review and we are looking forward to see you in the next episode. Ciao.